0: A wise woman once said, in a 90s kind of world, I'm glad I got my girls. (laughs) You know who said it. Khadijah don't need you on Living Single, Queen Latifah. She sung it in the opening credits of one of my favorite, favorite shows, Living Single. Welcome back to the collection. I'm so happy to be here. Today's a very special day for me. Today is my 15th Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated anniversary. I have been a member of this organization for 15 years. And I just got off of a wonderful Zoom call with my line sisters. And I'm just so full of gratefulness and I'm feeling really, really good about where our connection is headed and how far we've come as line sisters and as women. And I think that relationships are often viewed through a microcosm of perfection. And it's not perfect. No relationship is perfect. No friendship is perfect. And I think that embracing that really helps to bond you closer together because you realize that none of you are perfect. So (laughs) you know, there's no need to hold these standards over each other. It's not necessary. Just show up and that's half the battle. Show up and show up as yourself and show up and be as authentic as you can. And love will pull you through the rest of the way. So I'm really thankful to be a part of this sisterhood. And it goes beyond the bonds that I formed at Johnson C. Smith University through my chapter, Gamma Lambda. I'm also a member of the alumni chapter, the Berkeley Bay Area alumni chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. And that's a whole new group of women that I have a particular bond with. So Delta is widespread. And not only is it about sisterhood, but it's also about scholarship, being your best, showing up as your best and your most intelligent self. And the biggest thing it's about is public service. Public service is what we stand on. We are very, very active politically, social action wise, justice wise. We don't play that. And we are about our business and just about making the world better. Just trying to make the world better. That's all we're trying to do. And a sorority when people hear that, oh, you're in a sorority, well, no, it's not your typical sorority of just, oh, you go to college and you party and then that's it, it's over. No, it's a lifetime commitment. You are committed to it for a lifetime. That means you're committed to public service for a lifetime. It extends well beyond college. So this is a decision that I made when I was 21 years old. And I'm so thankful that I did. I'm so thankful because the richness of it is something that I can't really even explain to you. I get really full when I think about it. I really do. And it reminds me of how my mother was so full when her line sisters would come and visit (laughs) when I was a little girl. Um, One in particular, her name was Angie. And that was like her big sister when she was online, um, when she was pledging. And (laughs) she would come over and come from Ohio and it would just be so much fun in the house to see them together. And also my aunt, who was also a Delta, um, has told me stories of when she finished her pledging process and she came home and I was a baby in the eighties and my mom like hemmed, hemmed them up basically because she wanted to talk to them about, you know, everything that's Delta related. And I was a baby at the time and they were playing with me on the floor. Like it's a long tradition of sisterhood and my family. And not only that, It's a long tradition of being a girl's girl. And that's what I consider myself to be. I don't have a lot of male friends. You know, growing up in high school, I had a male best friend and I had a couple of male friends in college, but all in all, I'm a girl's girl. I really do enjoy being around my sisters, being around other women and It's something that's frowned upon sometimes because yeah, you know, girls can be catty, we can be petty, we can be whatever. But for the most part, we just wanna empower each other. We just wanna show up as our best and encourage each other as women. I don't know a lot of women who are just petty for no reason. You know, for the most part, people want to have relationships. People want to be in community with each other. And what better way to do that than to celebrate sisterhood? And if you're not a part of a sorority, that's fine. You don't have to be. It's not for everyone because it's more than just what meets the eye. You know, there's a lot more that goes into it. It's not just about wearing paraphernalia, stepping. Oh, don't get me wrong, that's a good time. <laughs> Let me tell you, college don't owe me nothing, okay? I had a fantastic time in college. The parties. The, you know, just the foolishness, because it's foolishness too. It's a lot of foolishness, especially on the collegiate level. It's not all about just work, work, work. We do work. Don't get it twisted. And you do have to put in work to be a delta. But we have a lot of fun. (laughs) And it's a good time. And I had a great time. And I'm still having a good time. But I think that you got to find your sisters that, That's just it. Because at the end of the day, no matter what, these women who I went through my process with will always be connected to me, no matter what. And hey, maybe maybe a sorority is not for you, but I encourage you to try and find people who are genuine and people who really do want to see you do well as well as people who have a common interest with you and nourish those relationships, nourish them, take the time to check in with people. Because one thing that we've learned is that COVID, it has no chill. It really has no chill. And it's taking people out of here and just the world anyway, you know what I mean? Like just natural causes, dying of natural causes and just stress and all of that is taking people out of here too soon. And you wanna find people who you have a commonality with that you can really rock with and who you know will have your back. And aside from Delta, I think I have some really strong connections to other women in my life who have my back. And I'm really appreciative of those relationships as well. And that leads me to our first break Um, our first and only break. I'll be right back. I want to talk a little bit more about some of my favorite on-screen relationships. So we'll be right back. Ain't nothing like a good do-over. And the best way to do over, when it comes to your skin, is by using a scrub. Might I suggest my sweet cocoa scrub? It is fantastic, y'all. It has organic coconut sugar, lavender, rosemary, grapeseed oil, and lemongrass. So while you're scrubbing away all the dead skin, you're also getting the invigorating smells of the rosemary and the lavender and the lemongrass. So it gives you enough calm and enough peace with enough citrus for some revitalization for your skin and for your mind. Go to DarylAndTyrese.com and pick up your sweet cocoa scrub today. You can also access me on Etsy, .etsy DarylAndTyrese.etsy.com. Let's get back to the show. So let's talk about relationships that I admire And what I used to watch growing up that made me really want to be a girl's girl. I mentioned it. Living single. Come on. What a phenomenal display of black sisterhood. Amazing. They didn't always have good times. They used to argue and fuss and, you know, but they had more good times than they had bad times. And... The show, if you haven't seen it, where have you been? But it stars Queen Latifah as Khadijah James, and she is a badass. She owns Flavor Magazine, so she's an entrepreneur, and she is a strong black woman. Everything that you think of, when you think of strong black women, you think of when you see Khadijah James. Then there's Maxine Shaw, attorney at law and she is a kick-ass lawyer who holds it down and doesn't (laughs) she doesn't play (laughs) she likes to eat and she likes to have sex and she likes to have a good time but she will go in in that courtroom and hold it down then there's Regine hunter who is bad and bougie and she believes in the finer things in life and will do anything necessary to get there because she knows that she deserves it. Sure, she has some self-centered moments, a lot of them, but at the end of the day, she's going for hers and you can't be mad at that. Then you have Sinclair James, who is Khadijah's cousin. She is the one that is pie in the sky, Pollyanna, and she just really wants to see the best in everyone. So these women were introduced to me in the 90s, and the example that they set for me, I still think it's the best first season of any sitcom that I've ever seen and I know that's a tall order but I think that almost every single episode of that first season was lit and it showed because the ratings were through the roof and they just held it down and I also think that seeing a strong independent entrepreneurial minded woman like Khadijah James really impacted me because that's what i strive to be that's who i am so to see that at an early stage in my life planted those seeds for me and i love it i love it and their relationship really showed that women of all different backgrounds and ideologies can still come together For the sake of friendship and to hold each other down. Because they didn't always agree. They had situations where they downright, you know, got angry with each other. Um, I remember Regine moved out in one of the episodes. Like, because they were living together. It's just, it's not always going to be pie in the sky. And I think we need to redefine what it looks like. What friendship looks like. Sometimes there are lulls in our friendships with women. Does that mean that the friendship is over, does that mean that it's a lost cause? Or does that just mean that growth is occurring? Only you know the answer to that. Because life is not TV. You know, they, if they argue, they would make up in 30 minutes and it would be over. Life is not always like that. Life is more complicated than that. So we need to redefine, I think, what sisterhood is what friendship is what women empowerment is because if not we set ourselves up for a dangerous dangerous ride so then my second favorite show is a show that redefines not only friendship but fashion love relationships and everything else in the world. You guessed it, Sex in the City. (laughs) Y'all, I think I know every single episode of Sex in the City, except for that first season. That season was whack. Did y'all watch that first? It was whack. (laughs) But season two through six, B, because they had a six A and a six B, so, so good. So many things that I reference all the time. For example, there's a quote that Charlotte said, and I'll introduce the characters in a moment, but Charlotte said, maybe we can be each other's soulmates and then we can let men be these great, nice guys to have fun with. And for me, that just, encapsulates the the entire, the entire vibe of the show men are great they're sexy they're fun they're fantastic they are just everything but your relationship with women that's what's gonna bring you through it will i mean i know i'm not married i and i get it i get it's a different thing when you're married to someone but Who are you without your girls like you gotta have some girls to come to because at the end of the day nobody's gonna understand you like another woman you can explain to men until you're blue in the face about certain things and they just won't get it but you explain that same concept to a woman and she will finish your sentence for you it's just nothing like sisterhood it's nothing like having your friends to lean on in situations So Sex and the City, starring Carrie Bradshaw, Sarah Jessica Parker, who is just, I think every woman who watches this show identifies with Carrie at least one time in the episode (laughs) or at least one time in the season. And once is actually very, very generous. (laughs) Once, no. I've identified with Carrie so many times throughout her plight in and relationship, in relationships and trying to find herself. Then there's Miranda Hobbs, who is, once again, a kick-ass attorney. See a theme here? <laughs> I obviously have a theme when it comes to my shows. So she's a kick-ass attorney and she does not play games with these men, much like Maxine Shaw. <laughs> she is very very independent. Don't tell her what to do. She will fight you. Okay. Then there's Samantha Jones. Oh, Samantha Jones. Samantha is the woman that I think a lot of women wish that they could be. She throws caution to the wind, confidence on 10. Yes, I meant for that to rhyme. And she does not view relationships in a way that most people do. She is not pie in the sky at all she's like i'm here to get my orgasm and if you don't like that that's on you but i'm gonna get mine and i'm out that's samantha love it then there's charlotte york who is pie in the sky who is pollyanna she's the type of person that wants the marriage wants the babies wants the park avenue home that's what she wants and they're all living their lives in New York City, and they're going through everything from jobs to relationships to friendship, drama, but they're doing it together, and they are each other's home base. They are each other's North Star, and it's such a beautiful concept. It really is. Both of these shows, Living Single and Sex in the City, are so well-written the dialogues are so good. The monologues are so good. Like, it's just really, really good stuff. And I think that because I had these examples of these friendships and these relationships and all of that growing up, I think that that really impacted my decision to put my f- relationships with women above a lot of other relationships. And sometimes that was to my detriment, right? If I'm really honest with myself, I put people ahead of me sometimes and that's not a good place to be. That's, no, you don't do that. But I think I learned from that. I learned that everyone doesn't deserve the same level of respect and everyone doesn't deserve the same rank in your life just because they may seem great on the outside. Friendships need to be tried. They need to be tested. There is a formula that happens and you have to make sure that people really have your back. You know, you just do. I think for me, the formula, I know you're like, wait, a formula? There's a formula? There's a cheat sheet? For me, the cheat sheet is, does the person value me? And when I say value, I don't mean buying me stuff, you know, doing stuff for me, blah, blah, blah. I mean, do they really value what I have to say? Do they value my opinion? Do they think that I'm credible? Do they respect me? Do they value me? Will they tell me the truth about things, even when I don't want to hear it? And for me, I'm the type of person, you gotta put a little sugar on it. You know, you can't just come at me with, (laughs) you know, a whole bunch of in your face, because I get it, but the whole adage of catching more flies with honey, or catching more bees with honey than vinegar, I believe that's true. You gotta tell people the truth, but you have to tell them in love. You can't tell them to be spiteful or to be mean. So do they know how to talk to you? Do they value you? Do they know how to talk to you? Do they care about your well-being? Will they check in with you to see how you're doing? Is the conversation always about them? Is it always about what they have going on? Do they even care about what you have going on? Do they support what you have going on? You know, I think that for me is the formula. If I start to see those areas taking shape in a relationship or in a friendship, I start to think that maybe they could be in my life long-term. This person really does care about me. They value me. They respect me. They support me. It's important. It's important. And no, we don't need to talk every day. I don't need to talk to anyone every day. I just don't. I mean, here is, (laughs) so here's where the, the sand, the line in the sand is drawn right here. If you ain't got a penis, I don't need to talk to you every day. I just don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. Like if you my man, yeah, I want to talk to you every day. See, this is the difference for me. And I know this is just for me. Like this is the difference for me. I want to talk to Bay every day, but I don't need to talk to my girlfriends every day. But we don't, we also need to check in with each other though. See, there's a line there because... We can't go months without talking. We can't do that. But does it need to be every day? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. So I think everyone has their own formula. And I encourage you to come up with your formula. If you're looking for friendships right now, if you're looking for sisterhood right now, what does that mean to you? What does it mean to be a good friend? Are you giving what you are receiving? Are you able to do that? There was a time in my life when when I first moved to California, I was just like, I'm so overwhelmed with just trying to get my shit together here that I don't want friends. I don't, I need to focus. I need to focus. I was in a place where I was having a hard time getting settled here and I didn't need a friendship. I needed Everything else but a friendship to get my shit together, so I wasn't in the mood to make friends. And I think you got to ask yourself like, are you in the mood to be a friend? Because it is a requirement. It's it's really a relationship. It really is. At least that's how I treat my friendships. I check in with my friends. I care about their well being. When I think of things that make me think of them, I reach out. Like I pray for them. I, you know. There's a method, there's a method, there's a formula. So are you ready to adopt your formula and become the best friend that you can be? I think not only does this formula apply to friendships with other women, but it applies to your relationship with yourself. Are you respecting yourself? Are you being that friend to yourself? How how do you talk to yourself on a daily basis? Can you alter some of the things that you say or some of the attitudes that you have towards your own goals and dreams? I think that in order to have friends, you have to be a friend, but people treat you how you treat yourself. And I had to come to that conclusion Especially when I was evaluating the people who needed to be in my life. Daryl it's not always their fault. What did you do? How did you model the behavior that you've experienced? So I'm going to leave you with that. Have a fantastic week and we will catch up next week.